0: You've probably heard the saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. This is especially applicable to those of you who attempt something great. Whether it's writing a book, starting a business or planning a church, there will be times when the going will get so tough that you will want to quit and get back to what is called your comfort zone. But is your comfort zone really that much more comfortable? Or are you just deluding yourself? Today, we will teach you six ways to get past your comfort zone for good. Are you ready? Let's dig deeper. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian
1: Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit ThrivingOnPurpose.com for more free resources and content. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Thriving On Purpose podcast. So this episode is titled, Don't Go Back to Egypt. When the Israelites were delivered from the hands of the Egyptians, it was done not by the skin of their teeth, but with power, favor, and great glory.
0: With favor and great glory, indeed. So the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 12, verses 33 to 36, just how much the Israelites left Egypt with. We read this. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done everything according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians.
1: This departure from Egypt was done in a mighty way. The Israelites began their pilgrimage with exceeding provision and excitement. For most of us, when we depart from what we know to embark on a journey with God into the unknown, it is often done with great enthusiasm as well. When God gives us the green light to go in a specific direction, it ignites great fervor in our hearts. Few people lack motivation in the beginning of a great work or project.
0: However, as we keep moving forward, that's when the obstacles and difficulties show up on our path. And that's when we begin having doubts. That's when we start to think that perhaps this wasn't such a good idea. And in the worst case scenario, that's when some of us begin thinking about doubling back and heading back to our comfort zone.
1: Or sometimes we think, hmm, maybe it wasn't really God speaking to me. Maybe he didn't really tell me that. We, we question everything. We might question
0: if it was really God showing us that green light or giving us that, that inspiration or that desire. That's very true. So for some of us, when we start having these doubts, this may mean thinking about going back to our 9-to-5 job. For others, it might mean moving back to the state or province we moved from. I know some people, like they are gonna move from, uh, to a different state, leave their family behind for an opportunity or something that, that, uh, that beckons them, something great that calls to them. And then when the going gets tough, you might be thinking, hmm, maybe I should just move back home. Yet for others, It might just mean to quit writing your book, or recording your album, or to quit your pastoral job. Sometimes, when it gets hard, and it will, we look back at what we joyfully quit initially, and it doesn't look as bad anymore. When we're in the thick of it, our old days of servitude become very subjective. When our dream or calling becomes very difficult, we look back to our old comfort zone, our Egypt. And we may even miss some of its comforts while forgetting the crack of its whips and the sweat dripping down our brow. It's a classic case of better the devil you know than the devil you don't.
1: I really like this quote, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And for a lot of people especially when they're starting a new business or they're starting a new position in a company whatever it may be that uh, maybe god has opened the doors for you to you know put it on your heart for you to start a mission or a ministry um it's always very unsettling you know what we don't know and so i think that for many people because it's scary to be in the unknown that's when the the doubt starts creeping in and that's when they, they, you know, they really want to get back to their comfort zone.
0: Mm, absolutely. And the Israelites were no exception. They had witnessed a series of miracles culminating in the parting of the Red Sea. They left Egypt with a high hand, leaving behind a life of slavery, endless hard labor, and abuse from cruel taskmasters. And even, as we saw, they plundered the spoils of their captors. After living through these incredible events and miracles, they rejoiced and sang praises to God. But this excitement and gratitude did not last. Immediately following this celebration, we read in Exodus chapter 15 verses 22 to 24, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water." And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of, the, water of Ma- the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Time and again, God met Israel's needs in a miraculous way. And remember, this was a nation of millions of individuals. He provided water, manna, quail, and many other things for them including that instance where they were at Marah and the waters were were bitter, and Moses uh, used a stick to, to purify the waters. But they still were in doubt about venturing out of their slavery. Their account continues in Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 to 3, just over a month after the first Passover. We read this. On the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt, The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full? For ye have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So they were frustrated. They thought they were going to die of hunger because they were hungry. And many months after, and yet they saw. Oh, yeah, they Moses saw God's providence.
1: Open the sea, like this is not a, a small thing, right? <laughs> I mean, the sea split, and they were able to pass. So obviously, they know this is God, and yet they're like doubting about their food.
0: It, this is amazing when you think you about know? it. Like they saw the miracles of the miracle of miracles. It was a
1: really big miracle.
0: But you know what? Uh, murmuring and negativity can be contagious, right? It just takes a few people to start being negative and murmuring, and, yeah. and it's going to spread to the whole congregation, and right? And
1: sometimes it's the timing, right? We all want it now. We don't want to wait till God you know, sets the timing for us to have that whatever thing that we're longing for or needing.
0: Mm, yeah. And even many months after the Exodus, Having seen God's providence, like Liz mentioned, the Israelites were still falling into the same old mindset. In Numbers chapter 11, verses 4 to 6, we read this And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely the cucumbers, and the melons, and the leeks, and the onions, and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. So imagine that. God had been providing the Israelites with manna every day, every day, every day. The perfect food falling from heaven. It was keeping them strong. It was probably, it it had all of the possible nutrients. nutrients you need because it came directly from heaven it was angel food Basically, yeah. <laughs> it was the ancestor of angel food cake <laughs> and i can understand to some degree that they were tired of eating the same thing but at the same time you're like you're in the desert and you got this food that falls from heaven every morning that will sustain you in a perfect way and now they were looking back saying we remember The fish, which we ate in Egypt, and the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. It's so typical of human beings to, when we're being blessed, to quickly lose sight of what we're being blessed with. This is why God appreciates a thankful heart so much. And that's why it's so hard to cultivate, because our heart loses thankfulness so quickly when things get rough.
1: Yeah, it it makes me think of when you start a business and you have to learn new things and you know there there's so much learning curves and things get very difficult and it's not what you imagine and it's harder than you thought and then you start thinking about the nine to five job that you that you quit that basically allowed you you know a 15 minute piss break after two hours of of hard labor and you actually are starting to think, hmm, that was easier lifting boxes and doing that than this and that. And you start comparing and then you have to slap yourself and realize, you know, that it wasn't easier. You know, that basically you were just comfortable with, you know, the, the easy side of things back yeah. then.
0: Because starting a business, let's take that example, will stretch you a lot more than being than doing the nine to five. There's more responsibility. There's a learning curve. You need to learn new skills. Uh, administration all kinds of new responsibilities that might stretch you very very much and when it gets real tough you'll look back and think it was so much easier to punch in and punch out and and just do whatever just like any business
1: it could be working with people you know you're doing a a position for your business that all of a sudden you have to deal with customers and you know the the how should i say this? you know the quirks and the personalities and all kinds of things and leadership positions and learning to be a leader and all that those are all learning curves right whether you're pastor leading a church no matter what position God has called you to do and uh, so you know that can make you kind of looking back look back at your past position whatever that might have been and and kind of feel like the Israelites here
0: yeah and and the We understand the humanity of the Israelites, but at the same time, they had some miracles that most of us can only dream of. I mean, if some of us had those types of miracles happening on our journey, uh, I think it would make it a lot easier. But nevertheless, you might be still looking back to Egypt, kind of like the Israelites. Whatever you left behind when you embraced uh, your calling or what God gave you as a vision or your dream or... Uh, starting that business or writing that book or doing whatever that you've been working so hard towards, you might be looking back and thinking, it was so much easier when I was just punching in and punching out. But was it really? I mean, you got to think about that. Was it really easier? Because there's a reason why you left Egypt, right? (laughs) Exactly. Are you in the same predicament as the Israelites? Are you facing a difficult time in your journey towards purpose? If so, We're gonna talk about six things you must do to avoid the trap of longing for your past comfort zone.
1: Number one, remember that life is hard, period. Every situation has its difficulty. There are always going to be ups and downs. Whether you are pursuing something of value or not, whether you are building a business or not, your life will never be perfect no matter what you do or fail to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Good lesson. Yeah, life is hard. I mean, it's hard. wherever Whatever level you're at, it's hard. Because why? Because it's life, right?
1: Like they say, choose your heart, pick your heart. Choose your heart,
0: <laughs> exactly. Number two, don't mistake the familiar for the comfortable. Comfort zones are comfortable because they are familiar, not because they are healthy. The Israelites mistook the familiar with the comfortable. That's exactly what made them say, we remember the fish, which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. They were looking at their familiar, at what they were used to, the only the good part in Egypt. Yeah, not the... Not everything else. Not the whips, not exactly. the sun, the hot sun, not the, <laughs> not the hard labor and the taskmasters. There was just missing the cucumbers and the melons and all that. So don't mistake the familiar for the comfortable. That was number two.
1: And number three, remember that everything is temporary. Now I love this one, I use this one a lot because I think life, you know, my mom used to say, life is like a roller coaster, it goes up and down, it never stays the same. Very true. And if you're enduring difficulty right now, remember that it will not last. Nothing ever does, this too shall pass. And, you know, we, we hear that saying, but it really is true. There's cycles in life. Uh, when you're going through hard times, it never does stay the same. So that's something that you can ponder on because there are, you know, bumps in the road. There's things that we try and it doesn't always work. Sometimes we lose money. Sometimes we fail at certain things. And you have to see it as, you know, it's temporary. You're going to, under you know, God's going to help you through it. And next thing you know, you're going to be on the upper side of things.
0: Remember that. Number four, keep looking ahead. Always keep your gaze to where you're going. If the Israelites kept their gaze towards the promised land, they might not have wasted 40 years in the desert on a journey that was supposed to take 11 days. Remember, where focus goes, energy flows. Keep your focus on the thing you're working towards not on your present circumstances.
1: That's a really, really great point. And I've heard many successful people uh, through different uh, testimonies and and uh, interviews I've listened to. I think that's what differentiates a successful person from someone that's non-successful is that they really have this passion, this drive. And Christians have this vision that they, uh, the successful Christians that, you know, start ministries or Uh, build big churches and all of these things they are focused on the vision on what God has been showing them and not so much on the bumps like they don't let the bumps uh, get them down for long they get Mm -hmm. back up they focus on exactly where they're supposed to go on their clear goals and uh, I think you know a lot of people tend to focus on the bumps more than on the goal and it's hard sometimes it's it's hard to do that because you're in it, so you kind of amplify it or just focus on that. It really takes you really have to train your brain to do the opposite. Yeah. So at first it kind of feels weird, but you really have to look at the situation and say, okay, this is a situation I don't like this part, but I'm not going to focus on that. What I need to work on is this to get myself out of this predicament. Mm-hmm. So and then you know focus the way you verb you talk, the way you uh, express yourself, you know, or attitude has a big part to that which brings us to number five.
0: Number five, keep a positive attitude. One can only wonder what the journey would have been like if God's people, the Israelites, hadn't been grumbling and complaining during their journey. Nothing good ever comes from complaining and it's the same with us. When things get hard, If we mind our attitude by staying positive, not only will things be seen in a different light, but we will make more headway in the right direction. Grumbling, complaining slows down your progress.
1: Exactly, because your brain, uh, the way it works, is it's really this I, I had been practicing this as well and I think it's it works really well you know you, like I said you have to retrain your brain so you're in this situation where normally you would criticize or you would say something negative and you have to stop yourself and then say okay You know this is a situation like i said earlier but how can i see this differently how could i speak things differently and it's true that it all all of a sudden does change the way we feel inside our hearts yeah and then things get lighter and then all of a sudden we have this like clear mindset where we we can focus better on how to get ourselves out of that predicament and we feel better about it even if things around us aren't great and really you know can be very difficult uh, you know if depending on the situation all of a sudden you see things differently so you're you kind of have a lighter heart and see things more positively so you're more joyful
0: amen and joy brings you a long way a lot farther than uh, grumbling or depression or ne- being negative will bring you because it's going to basically stop you in your tracks right
1: yeah and you know even before our, our journey in personal development you know you 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 tend to see um Things differently when you start in personal development, and you go back to the friends that you used to surround yourself with or the family members, and you can all of a sudden see the difference because people just stay stuck there. They stay in the complaining mode, complaining about the weather, complaining they don't have enough money. They're always complaining, complaining, but no one's finding a solution. And the successful person will do the opposite. He'll stop complaining, doesn't want to see the negative, throws it out of his brain, just want to focus on the positive, and actually is able to find those solutions that are going to take them out of that rut, as opposed to the person that just stays in the negative mindset will never find a solution.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And number six, the final thing you can do to make sure that you will not long for your comfort zone, your past comfort zone, is simply keep going forward motion is everything now imagine when when you when you stop when you're like so depressed or tired or and, and you just stop that's when you get depressed i've noticed that in my own life the times where i get the most depressed are always coincidentally coincidentally coinc, coincidentally
1: they always coincide coincidentally
0: <laughs> coincidentally they always coincide with the times where I'm doing nothing of value to advance the business, to advance the vision, to work towards something of value, writing, writing my blog, writing my book. If I don't do that, that's when I go down. That's when I m- mentally, I go down. So just keep going, just forward motion, just do something, okay?
1: And you know, for, for a lot of us, I know I was like this, where, you know, more the analytical types we tend to want to study a lot and train and always, you know, kind of don't feel prepared for a certain thing. So by doing that, what we don't realize is that we're not really moving, okay? So it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to be training and learning every day, but you do have to apply an action step for your business or for what it whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing that God has called you to do, like Sebastian said, whether it be writing a book. Uh, starting a business, or starting ministry, or whatever it is, um, you always have to take action steps every day, because this will really help you to stay positive and really make you feel like you're moving forward.
0: Yeah, and speaking of forward movement, I'd be curious. I wasn't there, obviously, when the Israelites uh, were wandering in the desert, but I'd be curious to know when the most grumbling was done, and I would be willing to bet that it was probably mostly done when they set up camp somewhere in other words when they weren't moving forward i'm sure that's where the grumbling probably started more i'd be curious i mean i'd, I'd really like to know that but i think it would probably be coinciding with this here's a good quote for you guys to, to remember the the forward motion thing stagnation is the breeding ground of depression stagnation is the breeding ground of depression so to avoid depression, to avoid being negative, to avoid uh, these feelings of of melancholy and blues. Keep going forward. Keep pressing on with everything you've got. Winston Churchill said this once. He said, if you're going through hell, keep going. That's great advice (laughs) for all of us.
1: And you know, there are those times in life where, you know, we're talking about keep going, keep going, but there are those times where you have to stop and look at your situation, look if you're putting the energy in the right action steps to move you forward, uh, into you know your assignment, whatever God has called you to do. So it's good to take those moments, you know, to recap, to ask God for more direction, and then create yourself a, a blueprint, a plan, and then you know keep going because that's going to give you the results that you're looking for. And a thing about comfort zones is that. You're, they're never comfortable. When you reach a certain level, I know I remember listening to T.D. Jakes who was talking about this and he says, you know, every time I reach a certain level where I feel comfortable to be teaching a certain thing and I, I feel like it's I'm really into this, that's when God teaches me something else and is taking me in another area it's that funny. I'm not comfortable, it's that I don't know anything about. <laughs>
0: it's funny because when we reach that level of, hey, I'm comfortable with this now, I'm getting my groove, it's like, That's when the moment God says, okay, you've graduated this class, time for the next class. (laughs) And we want to stay there. We're like, I'm getting good, I'm getting good. No, 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 you're not getting good. You need to get better.
1: Exactly. And that's how you get better. That's how you go from good to great, right? And so you have to sort of look at one point of what you've accomplished and see that God is trying to bring things that are bigger. You know, I think some people are just too scared in the unknown that they stop. But they could go bigger in their ministry. They could go bigger in the uncharted territories, remembering that always God is, you know, holding your hand every step of the way, even even if you are not sure about a certain thing in the sense that you don't, it's it's all new to you, and it's you have to learn these new things, right? And I think, I remember, uh, I forget which pastor was talking about this, and he was saying that God wants to be part of this. God wants to be part of your assignment. He's given you assignment, but he wants that relationship with you. And if he just shows you everything and shows you where to go, then it's like you've won the game and it's over. And he doesn't have that connection with you. But if you kind of, you know, are kind of like with a blindfold and you're relying on God every step of the way, you're building that relationship and uh, I thought it was a really nice way of seeing it. You it know? keeps
0: you dependent Exactly. On him. And it yeah. keeps
1: that relationship and it grows your faith because you know, you're praying and you're spending time with God for every step of the way. And when the seas do open, you're like, wow, in awe of what God has done for you and your family and your business. So, you know, I think it's really important to see that even if the comfort zones sometimes can be comfortable with what we've known in the past, but that doesn't move us anywhere forward, you know. Don't ever forget that you're working for the Almighty King. That one day when you go to heaven, you you know you're gonna get those rewards and you're gonna you're gonna see you know what what everything all your hard work has really uh, brought. You know how many people got saved through it, how many people you impacted. You're gonna see all of that wonderful on the other side. So you have to remember that you're working for the king and it's not just you know for yourself as well. So that might help you with your vision to keep on going and remember that it's always worth it, that he always has something better in store for you.
0: Yes, and the favor of God never precedes your obedience. In other words, it will always come after you do, you do the steps of obedience in walking where he wants you to go. Uh, we've seen it with the Israelites. When they left Egypt, they got tremendous favor from the Egyptians. That was God working on their behalf. And then everything else that happened during that pilgrimage, uh, the manna, the water, uh, the provision, the fire, the columns of fire, the sea splitting up, all that, that was all God's favor, but it always accompanied their forward motion towards that land, no matter how grueling or painful it might have been at times
1: exactly he he's always looking to see how obedient you're going to be how disciplined how you know um, consistent you're going to be and always cultivating that relationship that's extremely important and oftentimes you'll notice when things kind of go haywire and we're kind of feeling down about whatever it is that we're doing oftentimes it's because we didn't spend that quality time with God. We're not as synced in that relationship
0: as we should be. When things go haywire, sometimes it's just God trying to get our attention. (laughs) Also, yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's do a quick recap of the six things you must do to avoid the trap of longing for your past comfort zone. Number one, remember that life is hard. Number two, don't mistake the familiar for the comfortable. Number three, remember that everything is temporary. Number four, keep looking ahead. Number five, keep a positive attitude. And number six, keep going.
1: Awesome. So this concludes our podcast for this week. And it also concludes, uh, this is our last podcast for this summer. We're going to be taking a break and coming back the second week of September. We really want to take some quality time to spend with our children. We have three kids that are, uh, home from school so we, we have uh, things planned uh, to spend quality time with them and we also have different things that we want to do that we want to prepare uh, for you guys in September we really want to hit the ground running in September and, and give you guys really really good stuff so we need time to resource ourselves and so we um, we hope that you'll tune in the second week of September we wish you a great awesome summer enjoy it uh, it goes by so fast.
0: It does. And at the same time, uh, before we conclude uh, officially uh, for the summer, I just want to take the time to tell you guys how much we appreciate you, your listenership, uh, your, uh, your following us and uh, all that. We, uh, we feel blessed and we feel privileged to be able to serve you guys in the way we do with this podcast.
1: Absolutely. And if this podcast has blessed you, share it. And please leave us a, a comment. You can uh, write to us on our show notes page have a great summer be blessed
0: and thrive on
1: for more free resources and content make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com